This week on Relic Radio Thrillers, we join the CBS Radio Mystery Theater for their story from November 3rd, 1975, titled The Mortgage. The series aired from 1974 to 1982, produced 1,399 original shows, and was broadcast over 3,000 times. Here it is, The Mortgage. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... I'm E.G. Marshall. For most of us, it requires all of our time and effort to lead one life. And yet, there are some of us who are required by circumstance or design to lead two. Yes, to lead a double life. To create two distinct and believable characterizations. To be two people. To be Dr. Jekyll in the sunlight and Mr. Hyde in the darkness. And to effect the transformations consciously, deliberately, smoothly. I beg your pardon. What? Haven't we met somewhere? Well, I'm afraid not, sir. Still, you look very much like my brother. Your brother? Yes. A brother I have not seen in 20 years. Yes, I would know you anywhere. You don't recognize me? You don't remember Dimitri? Dimitri? Yes, yes, now I see it. Yes, you are Dimitri, and I've been looking for you. Well, this calls for a celebration. Oh, no, it calls for this. Huh? Are you crazy? What are you going to do with that gun? What I've been waiting to do all these years. <laughs> mystery drama, The Mortgage, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Larry Haynes. It is sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser, and Sinoff, the sinus medicines. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Isn't it nice to know you're free To see the things you want to see to hide you there to reach to know you're all that you can be in the free spirit department Buick's mid-size 1976 century has a lot going for it efficient size lots of room neat things like that but century offers bonuses it's a buick remember which says one heck of a lot about how nicely it takes care of you and century does something for the sake of efficiency that no other american mid-sized car does it comes with a v6 engine and a buick v6 at that century the spirit will move you said the streets were paved with gold. So they came to America by the millions. The Toyotas and Fiats, the Datsuns and Triumphs, the MGs and Renaults. But sometimes the road is rough. And when their mufflers go, they find that the doors to most repair shops are closed to them because they're foreign. Yeah, we sell mufflers, but we don't sell your kind. Funny little car. Where does your muffler go in the glove compartment? <laughs> So to the foreign cars who came here seeking a better life, we at Midas Muffler have good news. Midas now gives foreign aid. Midas now installs mufflers on most foreign cars, and we do it with the same care and expertise you'd expect from a company that's been installing mufflers in America for 20 years. At Midas, we're specialists. We have to do a better job. Wherever you live or work in greater Chicago, you're just a few minutes away from one of the 42 conveniently located Midas shops. When your car, foreign or domestic, needs servicing, check the white pages for the shop nearest. Oh, tempera, oh, mores, said the philosopher. Alas, the times... 
Alas, the manners. Alas, also, for some of the slogans that seem to be in vogue today, particularly the one that cautions, don't get involved. When you see trouble ahead, run the other way. Mind your business. But there are those people who ask, what is my business? Isn't humanity my business? The man's name is Marvin Cooper. And today begins, as all of his days begin, at the breakfast table with his wife. Didn't the paper come this morning, Sally? Of course. I didn't think you wanted to read it. Why not? I thought you'd be too excited. Why? Oh, darling, there's no point in reading about other people who are making news on a day when you're going to be making news yourself. Sally, <laughs> Sally, I wish you wouldn't make such a fuss about it. Now, where's the paper? The door was open, so oh. I just came oh, in. good morning, Pete. Hi, Coffee? Pete. No, thanks, Sally. It's late. You know... It just now occurred to me that Marvin isn't going uptown today, now that he's going to be a television star. <laughs> I don't know why I ever agreed to that nonsense. Right, it's nonsense. It's recognition. Of what? Of the fact that you're a concerned and involved citizen. Well, isn't that what everyone is supposed to be? Since when is that something to explode fireworks upon? <laughs> you know, Pete, at first I thought it was just a pose with Marvin. But over the years I've discovered something. He means it. He's not aware at all that he's a most unusual man. Oh, Sally, nonsense. Uh, well, there we have that word again. Marvin, take the credit. <laughs> take whatever they give you. Believe me, in this world, you get so very little. Uh, one of those TV guys coming in here. Well, they said about noon. Well, have fun. And Sally, don't let him be too self-effacing. Make sure he looks right into the camera. And don't let him mumble. <laughs> don't worry. Backbone of America, a TV interview program about the unsung heroes of our country. The dedicated men and women who quietly do the real work of this nation. Pete, Pete, you're going to be late to work. Tonight, Backbone of America brings you Marvin Cooper. And who is Marvin Cooper, you may very well ask? <laughs> Only a man. I may have to throw you out of here. <laughs> Lap it up. See you tonight. Now, where did you say that paper was? I didn't. It's on the counter behind you. Oh, thanks, dear. Now, let's see what the world is all about this morning. I'll get it. Okay, dear. Hello? Oh, yes, just a minute. Marv, it's that Tomlin fellow. Who? You know, the producer of the TV show. What does he want? Just a minute, Mr. Tomlin. Marv, he wants to talk to you. Put the paper down. And... Marv, what is it? You seem to... Are you ill? Give, give me the phone. Marvin, should I get a doctor? Doctor, why would you call a doctor? Because you're so pale. Would you let me have the phone? Hello, Mr. Tomlin. Uh, no, no, no. It won't be convenient for you to come over at 10.30. Marvin, we agree. I understand, but we won't have to rehearse anything. Marvin, all these things you see on interviews, all those clever ad-libs, they're all planned. You don't understand. We won't have to rehearse because I won't be able to be on the show. Marvin! I, I realize that. And I'm sorry if, if I caused you any inconvenience, but I I simply cannot do it. Darling, what are you saying? No, it, it, it isn't a matter of stage fright. I just can't appear on the show, and I'm sorry. There just isn't anything further to discuss. Marvin, what happened? Nothing, nothing happened. What's come over you? What has suddenly come over you? I just changed my mind, that's all. What's in the newspaper? Now, what does the newspaper have to do with it? Well, everything was fine until you looked at the headlines, and then suddenly... Suddenly what? I don't know. Suddenly, this. Let me look at that paper. Budget crisis, Rock City. Well, that's nothing new. Stocks fall, third day in a row. Well, we're used to that. Ligorin named Charge d'Affaires in New York. Well, what could a foreign diplomat have to do with you? Faith Healer found guilty of... Sally, I just don't want to appear on that show. Well, why? Because it, it, it suddenly occurred to me that I, I would I would look like a jackass. Oh, that's not true. Oh, yes. Yes, Mr. Cooper. Your tireless efforts on behalf of every community endeavor, your willingness to become involved... Marvin, we've watched that show. It doesn't come over like that at all. Sally, I can't discuss it. Not because I don't want to, because I don't know what it is. I, I, I just had this feeling. All right. Let's drop it. Yes, and Sally, I... Uh, Sally, I think we should leave New York. You mean go on a trip? Well, I, I, I mean move, li live somewhere else. Why? Well, I don't know. It's become... It's become so messy, so... so uh, Uncertain. Well, no more so than anywhere else. Well, who says you have to spend your whole life in one place? 
All right. Where would you like to go? Oh, uh, some small town out in the West or uh, up in New England. Darling, I'm not knocking small towns, but <laughs> you and I, we're not small town people. Well, we could learn to love it, Sally. Well, we could, I suppose. And then what would you do there? Well, I, I could uh, teach English at a small college. Small town, small college. <laughs> Suddenly the word small seems to dominate the conversation. Sally, I, I just want peace. Peace? Yes, the, the, the atmosphere, the environment in the big city. Uh, suddenly I, I, I feel it's too disturbing. Right. If that's how you feel. Yes, yes, darling, that's how I feel. All right. I'll accept it. And I hope that sooner or later, one day, you'll decide to tell me what's really bothering you. That's something I could never do. That's one part of me I must keep from you. Yes, even from you, Sally. I can't tell it to anyone. I can't even tell it to myself. I simply must hope, must pray... That it's been forgotten by everyone whose business it was to know about it. It's been such a long time. Maybe they have forgotten about it. One thing I will have to do, regardless of how you feel about it. We will have to leave the city. There are so many remote places in this country. Help me! Help me! Those two men, they're assaulting that woman. Why doesn't somebody do something? Why doesn't somebody help her? Help her, somebody. Help her. I, I can't. I would, but now it's too dangerous for me. What are you all standing around for? What am I standing around for? Take your hands off her. Use your knife on her. Cut! Let's get out of here. You're not going anywhere. Hey, would you move hey, over guys. Here? Quiet down. Quiet down. Thanks to Mr. Cooper here, we caught both muggers. Hey, hey, do you spell out with a C or a K? Well, what's, what's your first name? Gentlemen, huh? please. Uh, please, I, I don't want any publicity. Sergeant, do I have to talk no, to No, sir, you reporters? don't have to do anything. Yeah, hold it. No hold... pictures, please. Don't take my you pictures. You fellas heard what the man said. Put those cameras away. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I... Didn't do anything that any citizen wasn't supposed to do. I don't want any fuss made of it. <laughs> you hiding something? Oh, Mr. come Cooper? on, guys. Come on. Give him a break. Sarge, we don't get a hero every day. Please, I gotta... gentlemen, I just don't feel like talking. Sergeant, isn't there any place we can go? Sure, right in here. Hey, wait a minute. Look, Sergeant, I gotta get a picture. Do you need me for anything else, Sergeant? Oh, we got it all down. I'd like to thank you on behalf of the department for what you did. Oh, well, that wasn't anything. Oh, don't say that. It was a lot. Go out this door. There's an exit out back. You'll give those guys the slip. Do you, uh... Do you think anybody took my picture? Well, I saw only one cameraman, Lou Dudley of the Observer. Well, I asked him not to take my picture. Do you think that he might... Well, Lou... You never know. Well, is there any way I can stop him from printing it? Stop him? Haven't you heard? In this country, we got freedom of the press. The Observer. That's on West Broadway. Lou Dudley? Well, it's the bashful Mr. Uh, Cooper. Mr. Dudley. Yeah. Did you take my picture back at police headquarters? Yeah. Why? Well, because it's news. I'm, I'm a newspaper photographer. Well, could I ask you not to print it? Yeah, you could, but I'd have to ask why. Well, I have my reasons. Okay, let's hear them. My reasons are very private and very personal. Yeah, I'd, I'd still like to hear them. You see, I get paid to take pictures of people who make news. You're asking me to cheat my employees. I'm only asking I'm you. only telling you. Explain why. I... I just can't let that picture get into the paper, even if even I... Even if to... you have to knock me down and break my camera, you're big enough to do it. Well, hello there, Officer Slattery. Uh, you want to come up to the office? I, I developed those pictures for you. <laughs> A remarkable photograph. <laughs> you look so handsome. We've got to frame this. Damn it. Marvin, what's wrong? I was a fool to jump into that mess. The two of them had knives. But you you saved that poor woman's life. She had all of nine dollars in her purse. Nine dollars. All they wanted was her money. Did she have to risk her life and mine for nine dollars? I never heard you talk like this. What's the matter with me, anyhow? Wherever there's trouble, I have to poke my nose into it. I'll get it. it. No. 
Marvin. Don't answer that. Well, you don't have to snap my head off. I'm sorry. I... I... All right. If you don't want me to answer it, why don't you? Yes, I... I, I will. I will. Well? Marvin, what's wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, hello. Hello, Boris. Oh, I, I'm afraid you've got the wrong number. Oh, no, no, no. You're afraid I've got the right number. Boris, it's me, Dimitri. Oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I'm not who you think I am. Who is it, dear? I don't know. I am sure you don't want me to come to your house, sir. Therefore, Boris, you will meet me at noon at a place called the Seagull Cafe. It's in the East Forties. Be prompt, Boris. We have so much work to do. Hello. Hello. Who was it, Marvin? Oh, uh, nobody, darling. Uh, it was a wrong number. Mm, it seemed a rather involved conversation for a wrong number. I said it was a wrong number. Now, can't we drop it? Sure. Now, where are you taking me to lunch today? Lunch? Oh. Uh, but, but darling, I'm, I'm sorry, but there's... Uh, a faculty thing, you see. On Saturday? Well, well, I usually don't make Saturday appointments, but this particular situation sort of uh, sneaked up on me. Well, something or someone sneaked up on Marvin. That we know for sure. And how did his name get to be Boris? Well, by this time, you are starting to make certain assumptions about his past. And you may be right. We shall compare notes when I return shortly with Act Two. There's a special kind of beer. Maybe you know it. Budweiser. It was created nearly a century ago by people who really cared about things. Who took pride in brewing a quality beer no matter what the cost. In time, in ingredients, in anything. Today, the people who brew the king of beer still have that special pride. And every taste of Beechwood Age Budweiser says so loud and clear. talking? Ah, when you say Budweiser, you've said it all. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis. Bush, a one-of-a-kind beer from Anheuser-Busch. Especially brewed to be light, smooth, refreshing. Brewed with pure natural ingredients. Naturally aged, naturally carbonated. Light, natural bush. It's all there. the past is dead. And this is because most of us have not been compelled to make a bargain with the future. Therefore, we have no ledger on which is specified our obligations. We can take life as it comes. Marvin Cooper, however, is... Yes, we can use the word. Mortgaged. Like a house is mortgaged. Except Marvin doesn't know for how much or when, if ever... The debt must be paid. He doesn't even know what the debt consists of. He is about to find out. Hello, Boris. Well, sit down. Glad to see me? <laughs> of course not. I see I'm as welcome as a case of jaundice. <laughs> Won't you even say hello? 
Hello. Twenty years. Hair's a bit grayer, but there's just as much of it. I don't think you've even gained a pound. I've taken the liberty of ordering lunch in advance. I'm not hungry. Of course you are hungry. And the way the food is prepared in this place, you'd swear you had never left home. What do you want, Dimitri? What do you want, Dimitri? No. If I hadn't heard it with my own ears, is this how you greet a brother after 20 years? Step-brother. Blood. That was childish, romantic nonsense. Oh, of course it was childish, but why not? Weren't we children at the time? But we grew up together. Joined the party together. Worked together. Dimitri, what do you want? We thought you were lost. And then that picture in the paper this morning. What fantastic, enchanted luck. What do you want? The time has come to justify your existence here. To fulfill your mission. Dimitri, please. Please listen. Can we talk as brothers? We can always talk as brothers, Boris. All right. All right. I agreed to come to this country. No, no. You are ordered to come to this country. And to become an American. Because you had the uncanny ear for language and the skill of an actor. Well, I... No point in making this complicated, dear brother. You were given a mission. As all members of the party are assigned a mission. Yours was to become an American and to hold yourself ready for... Whatever task might present itself. And you became an American. Yes. Yes, Dimitri, I did. I became an American. But don't you understand? I am an American. It's no longer a cover or a pose. I think like one. I feel like one. I believe like one. That's because so much time has gone by and so much has happened back home. The old man... He's been dead for so many years. And even those who came after him are gone in so many changes. I thought everyone had forgotten about me. Ah, we lost track of you. But how could we forget? Dimitri, Dimitri, I am not the same person who left home 20 years ago. And now the time has come for you to fulfill your mission. You're not listening to me. I always listen to you. Then understand, I am no longer... Boris Lagorin, I am Marvin Cooper. <laughs> this is fantastic. It brings me back more than two decades. I remember you were playing Shakespeare in the State Theater, and you said to me, I am not Boris Lagorin, I am Hamlet. Won't you listen to me now? You are an actor. I've always felt you must live the part you play. Well, whether this is sound technique, I'm not equipped to judge. Look, whatever but... it is you want of me, what will you do if I refuse? Oh, come now, Boris. You know we could manage to notify the proper counter-espionage authorities here in America and give them proofs that you are one of our agents. Yes, Yes, you could do that, Dimitri. My poor Boris. Marvin Cooper is a role the way Hamlet was a role, but you have played the part too long. Marvin Cooper is a character you have created out of your own pure fantasy. No. Who is real, huh? Boris Ligorin or Marvin Cooper? I read the paper this morning. You're a hero. And this is not the first time... You seek danger. You constantly strive to help all sorts of people in every way you can. But why, Boris? I am not good to you anymore, Dimitri. You must understand that. You are creating an heroic part. That is all. You didn't have to do that at home. Life itself was adventure. Life itself was fulfillment. What do you want me to do? First, think... Spend the whole night just thinking. Think of how it was when we were young. Think of how exciting our ideas were. Think of our father. Think of our dreams. Think of 
Maria. Whatever happened to Maria? She was always pretty. But now she's beautiful. She never married. I think she never got over you. She will always be waiting. Dimitri, Dimitri, I... I, I know. I know, my boy, I know. But now, think, remember, and soon you will realize that you are still Boris Ligorin. Penny, for your thoughts, darling. Oh, oh. I guess that's all you could buy for a penny these days, my thoughts. That's all they're worth. Hmm. Now, listen. There's this town way upstate in New York. Oh, what about it? Well, they've got a community college. It doesn't pay as much and doesn't have the prestige of your present teaching job. What are you talking about, Sally? Well, didn't you say we had to leave the city and find a quiet retreat? Oh, what was that? Well, is it still on? Uh, no, I guess it's off. Hmm. Nichivo. What did you say? Nichivo. <laughs> it's a great word. I saw this picture on the late show, and it means... I know what it means. It means, okay, who cares? So, why are you so excited? The way she said it, she sounded exactly like Maria. The same mischievous smile. The same little toss of the head. Maria. I haven't thought about Maria in years. Or is that a lie? Don't I think of Maria every day of my life? And the life back home, have I forgotten it completely? It was good. Oh, yes. Oh, there were some bad things, but aren't there bad things everywhere in every country? And my father... The old man was always good to my father. He never forgot how they were boys together, fought together, shared together, made the revolution together. Boris, the party. Never forget the party. The party is the beating heart, the busy brain of our motherland, Boris. Serve the party faithfully. As I have served her without question, she is wiser than all of us. Live for her. Die for her. But, Father, I'm an actor. Of course. The party is asking me to give up my career. How? Instead of performing on the artificial stage of the theater, the party is asking you to act on the true stage of life. To assume a role that does not end at 11 o'clock each evening. This mission will require all of your talent. And Maria? She will be more useful to the party and our country here at home. Boris, your brother would never hesitate. Is he more faithful to the party than you? Dimitri, no. It was Dimitri. Who suggested the mission for himself? Dimitri could never do it. That was obvious to everyone. And that's why you were chosen. But for Boris, to be chosen is to be honored. Why does it all come back to me now? Why do I think of it now? I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't even know who I am. Boris Lagorin or Marvin Cooper. Just a minute. Oh, Pete, good morning. Well, is our bashful all-American boy ready? Do we uh, have time for a cup of coffee, Pete? Sure, if you want to get caught up in all that East River Drive traffic. You know, Pete, I... Uh, don't hear you grousing and griping about that job of yours anymore. Yeah, that's right. Well, have you finally made management see things your way? No, but I've uh, I've decided to do something concrete. Such as? Such as something that'll settle a few old scores. <laughs> Sounds grim. Well, you should know the half of it. 
Well, Professor, you ready? We off? Well, it's early. I, I, I want to talk to you about something on the way uptown. Oh? Oh, excuse me. Hello? Hi, uh, yes, hello. Oh. Who is it, dear? Uh, it, it's from the dean, darling. He uh, wants to talk about a new examination schedule. Have you found yourself? I uh, you, don't know. Your work will start immediately this morning on the drive uptown. What's that? Your friend Peter Anderson is there. Uh, y- yes. What would he have to do with anything? Oh, but he has to do with everything. Well, I'm not sure I understand. He under- has a certain problem. Uh, we have advised him to discuss it with you. With me? And so this morning, you will listen sympathetically. And that will be all for today. How long have we been friends? Oh, years. You know, there's no one in this whole world I admire more than you. Respect more than you. I have to talk to somebody. Somebody I can trust. Marvin, I can't take it at the plant anymore. Well, then quit. Quit? And leave them the metal conversion process? Well, it belongs to them, Pete. Does it? I thought you were on my side. Well, I'm only stating a fact. You signed an agreement. Anything you discovered or invented would belong to the company. But that isn't fair. Yes, I know. It's worth millions. Do you realize how it speeds up production? Yes, I know, Pete. But what's to be done? I, uh... I've had an offer from somebody else. Well, that's great. Now, now you can quit. And, uh... Will you ask me who made the offer? All right. Uh... A foreign country. What do you mean? I mean, I've been asked to to defect. I think that's a word. And you know something? My initial reaction has not been to contact the authorities. But to think about it. Pete, why are you telling me this? I was told to discuss it with you. You were told? By whom? By those people. Why? Because they know I'm thinking about it and... And they asked me, is there one man you can trust with your life? One man whose judgment you can have faith in? And I said, yes. They said, who? And I said, you. And they said, ask him for advice. And so I'm asking. Well, you must admit, life has become a fast and furious affair for Marvin Cooper. Or Boris Ligorin. And actually, at this point... He really doesn't know which one he is. So many of us are concerned with the search for our identity. Consider our hero. He has two identities to worry about. And as if that weren't enough, here is a brand new problem tossed into his lap. We'll have even more problems when I return with Act Three. I want that sinus medicine. Headache tablet? No, the sinus medicine that relieves headache and congestion. Internal sinus pressure and post-nasal drip. You mean Sinoff? Exactly. Compare Sinoff tablets with anything you've ever taken for sinus. No sinus tablet you can buy relieves more symptoms. Sinoff gives you a full dose of pure aspirin plus a powerful sinus strainer. Sinoff works fast to help sinus pain while you drain. S-I-N-E-O-F-F. Sinoff, the sinus medicines in the bright red box. Take when needed, only as directed. When it leaves, well, I want to do one thing. James Harris's ambition is to leave his children a family home. He's going to do it because he and others in Scott, Arkansas, have started a housing cooperative with a grant from the Campaign for Human Development. I mean, I leave him no money, but I can leave him some as they can lay their hands, say this is mine. The Campaign for Human Development, the United States Catholic Conference. This fall, True Value Hardware Stores offer a way to make pot watching and pot scrubbing things of the past with their November bargain of the month. Right now, True Value Hardware Stores offer the West Bend 4-quart electric slow cooker for just $9.99. It cooks food slowly, safely, at low temperatures, even while you're away from home. So you can make all those family favorites, stew, chili, soups, casseroles, that used to require a watchful eye on the cooking. 
And this Westman slow cooker is coated with a non-stick finish on the inside. It makes cleanup a lot easier. You can remove the pot from the base to use on the range or in the oven. The see-through glass cover lets you watch food cooking. And the attractive butterscotch porcelain exterior complements any table setting. Your True Value Hardware Store offers this West Bend four-quart electric slow cooker for just $9.99. It's the November bargain of the month at participating True Value Hardware Stores. This is WBBM Chicago News Radio 78. For the first 25 years of his life, his name was Boris Lagorin. For the past 20 years, he has been Marvin Cooper. He has led two full lives and played each to the hilt. Is that the key word, played? Are both lives an illusion? Is neither of them real? Right now, he can't even think about it. Another problem has been tossed into his lap. But, Pete, why? why? Why do you tell me this? They said I should. Well, how, how do they... How, how do you know that I won't call the police? Well, that's what I said. And they said, no, trust him. He's a decent human being. He places friendship above everything. They said, he will tell you the right thing. Pete, I, I'm not sure I understand. Marvin, I'll never amount to anything here. Well, you make out pretty well. I would be sitting on top of the world. I should be wealthy. Famous, respected. Those things are relative. A man of my ability, I am simply not appreciated. I, I've been offered a free hand and money and a title and authority. Pete, you realize you'll be giving up your country. It's not my country. Okay, I was born here, but what do I own of it? How happy have I been here? Marvin, think about what I just told you, and, well, we can talk about it tomorrow. Not now. But first, think about it. Please, Marvin. <laughs> Yes, Boris. This is why you have lived here for 20 years. For this? To encourage this man to defect? What did you think you would be required to do one day? Assassinate some high public official? Steal the plans for a battleship? This thing is more important. But Dimitri... This man, this Peter Anderson, is a production genius... We need men like him. See how it worked out? Discuss it with your best friend, I said to him. And who is his best friend? Why, you. And of course, tomorrow, you know what to tell him. We did not know that your moment would ever come. We did not know what it would be like, but we have prepared for it for 20 years. And now we are ready. It won't work. What won't work? Pete, I know him. He's angry, bitter, frustrated. Of course. Otherwise, would he ever listen? He thinks he deserves position, wealth, fame. Certainly. You can't give him those things. Does it matter? Of course it matters. He won't be much better off than he is now. Ah, that's unfortunate for him. No, for you. Because he'll be so disappointed, so furious that he won't be of any value. As to that... We have ways of encouraging people to work to their full potential. Hey, but uh, that's no concern of yours. But Dimitri... The party has made this decision, Boris. Marvin. Mm-hmm. Who is Dimitri Legoran? Well, Sally, I uh, wouldn't know him from Adam. Well, he's a diplomat. And... And What? What would I know about him? More than you're telling. Oh? And just what does that mean? Well, for over a week now, you've been acting in the strangest way. And it goes back to the newspaper you were reading that morning. The morning you canceled the TV appearance. I don't understand what you're saying. Something you read in that paper. I still have it. Now, the front page. This is where Mr. Legoran is mentioned. And here's his picture. Now, I've eliminated everything else. You're not a bank robber, and you're not concerned with the city bonds and all the other headlines. So who and what could have had an effect on you? Well, we're left with Mr. Ligoran. I really don't know what you're talking about. The name Dimitri Ligoran means nothing to you? Absolutely nothing. Then you agree that I'm doing the right thing? Yes. 
Are you sure? Aren't you sure? Oh, it's a, it's a tremendous step. Oh, Pete, you owe it to yourself to better yourself. Home is where you're happiest, where you're recognized and, and rewarded. You know, I knew I could trust you. I knew you were my friend. And so I have chosen. Boris is the reality. Marvin is the role on stage. And for the first time in years, I feel I am living again, living dangerously for the party. Yes, I am an actor who plays the part of Marvin Cooper. But I am, I always will be, Boris Ivanovich Ligorin. Marvin. Yes, what is it, dear? About Dmitri Ligorin. Sally, what is this sudden obsession you have with this, this Dmitri Ligorin? Dmitri Ligorin is the key to the mystery. What mystery? The great Marvin Cooper mystery. Why did the sight of Dmitri Ligorin's picture in the paper cause such, uh, such turbulence in Marvin Cooper? Sally, I never heard of the man in my life. Well, I've done some research on Mr. Ligorin. Are you saying you don't believe me? It wasn't easy because there isn't. Please, now this is nonsense. His full name is Dmitri Ivanovich Ligorin. Now what does this have to do with... Soldier and diplomat, son of... Ivan Vasilyevich Ligorin, famous hero of the revolution. Sally, I wish I knew what you were building to. Brother of Boris Ligorin, noted actor who died in an automobile accident. Very well, very well, dear. Amuse yourself with this foolishness. Now listen, Dmitri is married to... He has been married for 20 years to Maria Elevna, the famous actress who holds the medal... What? Say that again. He's been married... For 20 years to Maria Elevna, who... Oh. Marvin. Oh. Shall I call a doctor? Uh, a, a doctor? That's how you looked that morning, pale and frightened. Who is uh, Maria Elevna? Why should the mention of her name... How should I know? No, it's... It's not my imagination. It's these two names. Dmitri Ligorin and Maria Elevna seem... These two names, they seem to have devastated you. Why? I, I think I'd like to go for a walk. No, Marvin, we've got to talk. About what? Who is Dmitri Lagorin? I don't know. Who is Maria Elena? I don't know. And now, if you have no more questions... I have one more question. Who are you? What kind of a question is that? I don't know. It's the only one I can ask. Who are you? Since that morning, you're not Marvin Cooper. What do you mean? What do you mean I'm not Marvin Cooper? Well, I don't know any other way to say it. You live with someone. You're together. And then without warning, something happens, and that person suddenly becomes someone else. Who are you? Please, Sally, please. No. That won't help either of us. Something's wrong. Now tell me, Marvin. You can tell me. You can tell me anything. No, no, I can't. And all the years we spent together? Our whole married life? <laughs> right now it seems like an illusion. And, uh, and this closeness that I thought we had is gone? <laughs> Did it ever exist? I have to go somewhere. Now? Yes, I'll be back soon. It has to do with Dmitri Lagorin and Maria Levna, doesn't it? Oh, let me help you. No one, no one can help me. Oh, don't say that. I love you. There are things a man must face you alone. You understand. I love you. And I love you, too, Sally. But that can't change anything. That won't help anything. When two people love each other... Let there be enough of love. There are other things in the world. This is a country that's obsessed with love. Well, let me tell you, despite what you've been brought up to believe, love does not conquer all. Well, I've never heard you talk this way before. You refer to this country as if... Uh, as if what? As if you're a foreigner. I'll be back in a little while. Oh, wait, I'll go with no, you. No, you can't. You've got to let me help you. Yes, I will, I will. When? As soon as I find out who I really am. You told me she never married. Did I? You married her yourself. Well, there was no point in letting her go to waste. And this way, at least, I kept her in the family. You married her 20 years ago. Well, 
when we planted that fake story of your uh, fatal accident, uh, she was desolated and she needed comfort. And I was there. You always wanted her. You can hardly consider that a crime. And you arranged for me to be sent away on a permanent foreign mission. David and Uriah. Ah, how thoroughly Americanized you are. You even quote the Bible. Well, it's true. I did it for the pot. You did it for yourself. Marvin! P- Pete! I rang, but no one answered, and the door was open, so I walked in. Ah, just in time for our appointment. Marvin... What are you doing here? Get out, Pete. What if you know what's good for you, you'll leave this place and never, ever come back. Marvin, I, I don't understand. You advised me to take the job as a friend. I didn't know you were tied up with with these people. Get out of here. Oh, no, no, no. Not now. I'm sorry. It can't be done. What can't be done? I'm afraid neither of you can leave now. Not you, Peter. Nor you, Boris. Boris? Why did he call you Boris? We're both leaving. You can do your worst, Dimitri. Hey, wait a minute. Now, be careful with that gun. Both of you will remain where you are. Some friends will soon be here, and we will arrange No, Dimitri, it's the end for both of us. Don't take another step, Boris. You won't shoot me. I said don't move. We're brothers, after all. Stay where you are. Brothers don't kill each other. Stop! (laughs) Marvin... Marvin, are you all right? No, no, I'm not. I'm not all right. Dimitri, he, he, he looks as if he's dead. Yes. But he shot you, too. Let me call a doctor. No, I don't need a doctor. Just help me sit down. Here, here. And now, get out of here, Pete. Don't be found here. But I want to help you. Help me. You can't even help yourself. Guys like you, it doesn't matter where you live, in what country, under which government. You'll never make it. You'll never be anybody. Because you're a chump. Just a poor, hard-working, talented chump. It's the wise guys, like Dimitri, who always wind up on top. I know, because I'm a chump myself. Marvin, let me call an ambulance. Be thankful. You're not starving to death. But Marvin, you're hurt badly. No, I know. And I'm... I'm glad. No, no, I'm not glad, but... I can't think of a better way to... to, uh... Uh, Listen, Pete. You couldn't have been happy over there, Pete. You'd have been torn, like I've been torn. So many memories of the old times and places. He he called you Boris. Who are you? Boris or Marvin? Who... Am I Boris or Marvin? I I guess... I guess I'm both. And I always will be both. And there's no way I can live with that. Diametrically opposed in the same body. Something has to give. And someone has to go. Well, I have to go right now, but only for a few moments. And then I shall return. I have a heart that goes bump, bump. And sometimes I can hear it thump. And Daddy says that in my chest, I have two things that are the best. They call them lungs. For breathing air. You never see them, but they're there. And if I breathe in air that's clean, I'll grow up like a jumping bean. Whenever I see any smoke, I'll run away before I choke. And something even better yet. I'll never smoke a cigarette. I'll breathe the air that's clean and free. So I can keep on being me. Clear the smoke from your family image and from your lungs. And remember, your kids may never start if you stop. Quitting is tough, but your lung association says it's a matter of life and threat.
language we ever learned. The first girl we ever kissed. The first joys. Even the first sorrows. A mother's tear. A father's smile. These are the things that make home and country. And because these are the things we can never forget, we can never forget our country either. I mean, the country. Not necessarily who governs or misgoverns it, but the country, the land, the people, and the love. Our cast included Larry Haynes, Marion Seldes, Robert Dryden, Russell Horton, and Robert Maxwell. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. You are saying that one of us may somehow be involved in this, uh, incident. I'm sure the man is joking. I, for one, care not for a man's jokes. And I say to you again, beware ye who enter Albion's castle. Those of you who would mock this uneasy resting place will perish among these ancient stones. This is holy ground, coveted by the Celtic god. Agreed. Uh, but, but in case the druid god forgets to covet this place, I suggest we send someone for the police. He's right. We should not wait another minute. All right, then it's settled. While the others remain here in guarded silence, one of us will leave immediately and inform the authorities. Yes, Peter. But who? Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams... Follows in one minute on News Radio 78. That's our thriller for this week. There's more from the CBS Radio Mystery Theater, Relic Radio Thrillers, and all of the other podcasts at relicradio.com. There's a shoutcast stream up and running there, too. And if you'd like to help support it all, visit donate.relicradio.com or click on one of the links on the website. Your support is what makes all of this happen. Thanks to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. Talk to you again next Friday with another episode of Relic Radio Thrillers. <laughs>